Well, welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, all the ships at sea. Is that, uh, do they even still say that these days? I don't know. But welcome, welcome to the premiere. It's the first ever episode of Live Better, brought to you by the folks at Wave Video and me, Chad, uh, the story catcher. Why are we here? Well, we're all still trying to figure that out ourselves, but our ultimate goal is to try to help you learn how to live better, improve your live streams, or maybe just get started uh, live streaming, and also to help you utilize the tools that are available in Wave Video. Um, just let you know that everything you're going to see here today was created using that incredible tool, and uh, those graphics and uh, the things that we can make uh, with Wave Video can make your live streams just look incredible. Let me just let you know right now, I'm probably all in my head. I'm thinking too much, and so I'm just going to take a deep breath. I'm going to try to be me, and we're just going to try to have fun and enjoy ourselves uh, for, well, however long this show takes. I will tell you that uh, based on our guests that I'm going to introduce to you in just a moment, it could go long. They like to talk. And they're probably giving me dirty looks right now, but that's okay because they're great friends of mine. Uh, Jessica Phillips uh, of Now Marketing and her compadre, or her partner in crime of their long, long running uh, Magnet Marketers live streaming show uh, that they do uh, each week. Uh, in fact, these guys have been live streaming together for over five years, going on six years, actually. I, actually, it might be over six years. We're going to let them tell us. But just so you know, to put it in perspective, did you know the average length of a marriage in the United States is 8.2 years? So just saying, they may uh, be uh, headed for some uh, rough waters. We'll see. But, but what are we going to talk about today, guys? Today, our guests are going to come in. We're going to discuss how to kickstart your live streaming show. Um, you guys have been doing this for how long, your show together? Yeah, we'll just say six years. Technically, we started out, uh, I started out in the office first, pre-recording the show and put publishing it live to YouTube. And it was a whole production thing. And then the beauty of live video came out. Mike and I started on Blab. We actually had two shows, Relationships and ROI and Magnet Marketers. And then Blab went away right as some of the live streaming was coming out big on yep. Facebook and Instagram and all the channels. So uh, then we've been consistent for over now six years, you know, every week since then. It feels crazy to think. It feels crazy to think we're it's that old. Like we're 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 old in the live streaming world. <laughs> I know. Six years. I know. I mean, that's, that's a long time. That's a really long time, yes. especially in the digital digital world. So so you guys have been doing this live streaming thing for for a long time, and today we kind of want to get people uh, thinking about um, starting a live show um, and some. Mm -hmm best practices or ways that they can kickstart uh, their own show. Um, what would you say is the number one question, somebody who's getting ready to start live streaming or is thinking about live streaming uh, should ask themselves yeah. prior to doing it? Mike, you want to start first? Or do you want to? Yeah, yeah. No, I think that um, I think they got to know their their why and their no end game. So what purpose is it going to serve? How's it going to fit into their overall strategy, you know, just of who they want to be, how they want to 
come across and, and what they want to accomplish with it. So um, that's a key question to answer as a starting point. Um, Jessica, what, what do you add or change to that? Well, Mike, you know this because you've been around me for over six years. And Chad, you may know this, but I'm a huge fan of acronyms. So I always ask the question, why is somebody going to want to watch uh, your live stream? And watch is an acronym that breaks down to asking some of the questions that you just said, Mike. So the first one is the W, what purpose? Like for what purpose are you creating it? You know, that can be your why or like what is your end game, right? Like what purpose are you creating the video? And then the A is, you know, all about your your activators, like who's going to be attending the live stream? Like what kind of community members or activators are you going to want to attract? Because a lot of times people think, you know, their persona in per terms of persona as in their customer. But a lot of times it's not just your audience of customers or clients that are going to be watching it. Sometimes it's activators, meaning that you could be creating um, you know, the show, if your purpose is to be known in this space that you're creating it for. So like for, for us, for example, one of the magnet marketer shows, it's like to become known as like knowing our stuff as it relates to relationship marketing. And a lot of people that are watching the show are activators or people that will never be our client. They're running their own thing, but they're activators now for us. Right. And they're, they're promoting us on. So activators is a little bit different than what I would consider personas. And then, you know, the, the T and watch is all about like your technique. Like meaning how are you going to show up and make it your own flair your own style like chad you're known for having it really kind of uh streamlined and and fun and uh, adding in all these extra elements like to become no audio. your own style yeah <laughs> yeah but rolling with the punches right like you were very um you know laid back and, and conversational right some people may be very deliberate and, and I'm going to show you a screen share of how to do this thing, or it could just be for fun. Like, what is your technique? What's your style? Right. And then the C is all about then the consistency. How often are you going to do it? Where are you going to deliver it? Right. And then the H is all about being human, right? Your humanity. Like at the end of the day, how are you going to use it to make sure that you're using it to connect uh, on a real level? So it's not just something that people should be able to watch on YouTube, you know, as a replay, like the, the live element is all about being able to engage with your community, your audience. That's the beauty of live. So how are you going to use it in a way that adds in those elements to be able to add more humanity into streaming, not just a, it could be a pre-recorded thing. Gotcha. Mike, let me, let me ask you, you, you've been doing this with Jessica for six years and you've had uh, countless guests come on your show. Uh, many who have their own uh, live shows. Um, but six years in, um, somebody that wants to start start a show, um, they're asking themselves, am I too late? Is there still room for me? Did I miss the boat? Um, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I, I'd say absolutely not, uh, just because things change and evolve all the time. And everyone, you know, is, is uniquely them with a unique community and 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 niche you know a, a unique angle that they would bring to things and so there's there's just plenty of opportunity uh that way because it you know it's about um uh, about who they are and everyone's unique that kind of comes back to that whole thing about uh, you know are we um competitors or collaborators and and it's just kind of our belief that uh, there's enough space for everyone just because uh you, you're gonna there's, there's gonna be a gravitation 
for different people to a different, you know, uh, live show. And, and so there's, there's room for plenty, uh, because of your unique style brand and niche that you want to present. Well, let, let's, let's Amen. talk about, uh, niche, niche, however you want to say it, potato, potato, um, one, I want to get both of y'all's uh, ideas or, or, or tips for people, uh, how they can find their niche or how they can niche down. But, Mike, if you were going to niche down your your particular show, would you run, bike, or swim? Right. I would bike probably, yes, um, of the three. So yeah, swimming is survival. Um, running is can, can be labor. Um, but bike, there's a flow. Gotcha. Comes back to my triathlon days. Exactly. The triathlon days. Those who are out there going, that was really random, Chad. Why did you bring that up? Mike, you've actually written some books on on the sport, right? I I have. Yes. Yes. Uh, Some training books, uh, things like that, that uh, kind of based on my experience and, you know, scientific research combined in those pieces, putting those together. Yeah. But it's, uh, I just did a, what was it? I'm, I'm about three weeks out from my last uh, triathlon of 2021 here. They were just kind of basically kind of getting back going again, you know, and in, in the COVID environment. So um, had a good one. Wow. I'm like three weeks out from my last Big Mac. Um, but, uh, you know, we all have our gifts, right? We all have our gifts. So <laughs> this, this face doesn't just happen. Right, there you go. So, so Jessica, what are, what are some tips that you'd give to somebody who's, you know, they're like, I, I want to live stream, but I, I can't really figure out what, what my niche is. I like everything. Yeah. Well, to touch on something that you had asked Mike and if, if people are too late, I would say actually you're at an advantage, first of all, thinking about it in this way, because now you can see what all kinds of things are out there. You can see what's working, what are people doing, and you get, you know, a taste for what you can imagine yourself doing with your community. And I would say sometimes we overthink things thinking we have to like niche it down or make it so complex that we psych ourselves out because I feel many people that have a gift for something, it becomes so natural to them that they don't realize it's their gift right? So they feel like they have to overcomplicate it. And and it has to be something so much more than what it is, because it comes just innate to them. So when you think about what is your gift first, sometimes you can just ask your community first, like, hey, what am I known for? Depending your industry, right? Like if you're doing this as a live show, as you know, growing your personal brand, you can ask people, hey, what am I known for? What do you think about when you think about me? And kind of get a sense of, some of those adjectives maybe that they would use to describe you to find out your gift. And that could potentially then help inspire some ideas for what your show could turn into, right? Uh, the second thing to ask yourself is, what do we want to be known for? Maybe it's your organization or you. Um, and how can I help people either achieve a goal faster or solve a pain point? Um, yeah. And when you ask yourself those questions, then I move into the third question, which is how do I want to deliver this message? Do I want to educate, entertain, bring in other experts? Like 
edutainment? Like, what am I trying to accomplish at the end of the day? How do I want to deliver it then? Because not everybody can just be entertaining and comical. It may not feel natural to you, but maybe for you, you're a great teacher. And maybe that was one of the adjectives that people use. Like you're a patient, you're, you're helpful, right? You, you're a great teacher. So now you can say, okay, I can come on to a live show. That's my thing and help people then solve this problem or reach this goal faster. And really it kind of puts it into then uh, perspective for you on, on how you can show up. And then I would say, just don't overthink it once you get going to, you can always morph a little bit as you start, you know, getting going. Like if you go back to Mike and I's first videos, they were kind of rough. <laughs> like I was nervous, like doing the intro. Uh, I mean, I would always stumble over my words at the beginning, but, uh, and there's still times that I do that. Like that's the beauty though of live streaming is that nobody's expecting you to be perfect. And the people that are showing up there for you are there because if your intention is right, your intention meaning like you are there for a good purpose of truly helping someone, people are going to feel that and they're going to be accepting of you and all the the you know nuances that happen along the way. So just cut yourself some slack, go to a good place of truly asking yourself, what am I here to do for what purpose and how can I show up? And then you'll create uh, your your niche, if you will, which I really feel like more, better word is style, like your own style for delivery, um, a good. lot smoother. Awesome. Kate, Kate says that they're taking notes, uh, morphing, morphing niches. Um, uh, someone also said that they, they, they can hardly hear me, which is interesting. I'm looking at all the different levels and I should be, so I should be coming so. through like really, really well. So, um, but if you can't hear me, um, I'm going to speak up because uh, I don't want to uh, break the internet. Um, I don't even know if you can break the internet. Jessica, a lot of the things that you said um, um, make make sense, and obviously you and I have had discussions uh, around this topic, um, many many of which probably uh, drove you nuts, um, and that's 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 one of one of my gifts. Um, and perhaps one day I'll do a show about driving uh, others nuts. So, uh, Mike, Mike, what would you say um, outside of the uh, the triathlon uh, world, what would you say is your niche? Um, you know, I think um, probably it's strategy and related to um, strategy is broad. So a couple of areas within that. I mean, there, there can be, you know, business strategy, content strategy, digital strategy in those pieces. So um, it's kind of putting, seeing, 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 yeah, I mean, that's, that's my mantra. So if we, in any situation, I don't think we can go wrong if we seek to add value and be uncommon, you know? And I think that, um, that's what I try to do, try to live out. And, um, oftentimes, you know, like I said, that does come down to some type of, um, setting strategy direction for something. Gotcha. So, um, with, with both of you guys, with your niches and, and the things that are going on, um, how did you make the decision that, you know what, we're going to do with this show, we're going to do it together, and how have you made it work? And, and what would you suggest to somebody that's starting out, uh, you know, looking at a new show, they want to kick off their new show? Do they need a, a co-host or, you know, do they just do it all by myself? 
It depends. Uh, yeah. I would say it depends. So I did. I, so first of all, your first question is some some tips to recommend. I recommend creating your own like show flow, like getting into a flow for consistency. I actually ended up writing ours out because we do so many things repetitive. What I mean by repetitive is you know, you have to schedule the show, when you promote it, how you promote it afterward, because it's not just the time that you're spending within doing the show, right? There's so much that goes in before, during, and after that you have to think through. So I would say mapping that out first, don't overcomplicate, but map it out first. That's going to be your big win. And honestly, our show um, really is 80%, I would say, of our content that we use then um, on Now Marketing Group because we're, we're helping to promote others. My, my personal mission is to help others love more, give more, be more through the art of authentic relating, which means really learning about others, shining the light on them, and, and really collaborating together to build a strong community. And by featuring others and their expertise, we can do that. We can serve more people, right, by coming together. So that was also the reason of having, one of the reasons of having a co-host is that I want to show Mike is working in another agency, right? Some people may say it's competitor, but I say, no, it's a collaborator, right? People are going to choose working with me for one reason, Mike for one reason, and we've actually referred business back and forth. So part of the reason was showing that there's no scarcity mindset. The other part was showing he's got a different skill set than I do, right? Like he is really good at succinctly saying things. And if you haven't told or been able to tell so far, <laughs> brevity is not my strong suit. So I'll talk for like three minutes and he'll sum it up in a second. So he's like uh, a Jessica whisperer, if you will. So <laughs> it's a really good balance with that. And, and another thing was just nerves. Honest, honestly, like if you have ner nerves of going live by yourself, it was really good um, balance to for, for me at first to not get this anxiety, the social anxiety of going live by myself. I, I totally get that. You know, we're, you and I are kind of people, 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 persons. Is it people, people or people, persons? Mike, help us there. What's the uh, proper grammar on that? Yeah, you're, you're a people person. Um, I guess, I don't know. So I, I think as well to add to what Jessica said, that's, you know, you, you do have to kind of get a feel for that yourself. And, and for us, I think, you know, kind of what makes it uh, work is a few things. Number one, I mean, we go back a long time to, to meeting the social media marketing world, 2013, something like that. And uh, so there was first you know, just a, a friendship and a camaraderie and a collaboration and a uh, sense that um, we, we kind of had uh, – quite a few of the same values and um and the style was we was as she said collaborative because we it, it wasn't labor it was just it was fun and there was flow and so mm -hmm. when you have when it's when it's fun and, and flowing then um that makes it that's you know that's that really kind of greases every show and so it can it can f flow together we can we can uh bring in someone and um, hopefully, you know, put on a good show by revealing the best of what that person has to offer through the combination of our kind of unique um, mm -hmm. styles flowing together. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. There, there's uh, 
How would you guys uh, describe your ability to uh, flow smoothly in conversation with each other and with guests on your show now compared to five years ago? Mike knows this. I've struggled, honestly, a few times where I'm like, I get almost antsy if, if there's like quiet space, I want to speak up. And where Mike is like, quiet, calm, cool, collected, and then we'll say things. So we had to honestly talk through that and write out and say, hey, what do we want to be our flow now that we have a guest? So we brought in a guest, so I should clarify that. When it was just he and I, it's natural, right? Like, But now that we've decided to bring in guests, and we've had guests before, but it wasn't every show and now is every show, though we had to revisit that and honestly have those conversations. So it's not like one person talking over or, or any of that um, and say, hey, like, I take the first question, you take the second, but without it feeling scripted, it's a, it's a, a balance, I would say. But um, yeah, I, yeah, I would say it was the very beginning, it was, you know, just just learning each other. Sure. No, learning each other. And we, we did put together kind of a, we, we, we kind of have a framework. We don't have necessarily a, a script that's, mm -hmm. that's uh, fully followed, but it's a, but it's a framework of that's, that's mm -hmm. going to take place. And probably one of the things that we didn't mention yet, but what's just very important to us is that we are very selective about who the guest is. We don't just bring in anybody because that, that can just go haywire and really throw us off. We, we, you can't get anywhere if we can't connect or that style is so contrary mm -hmm. to to us you know that um it's it's not going to go flow well so that's probably one key that i would offer to anybody considering that if you're going to bring guests on you need to be selective and think through that uh what's going to be bring value to your audience and can you connect well is this person going to come from some of the same values we're not looking for people to just take over our show and go and speak 95% of the time period there and um, hammer out some sales pitch, you know, so that that's important to us. Who are you bringing in? Yeah. Like I, you know, I'm saying here at the bottom there, look who's coming to dinner. You know, you're, you're bringing people to your table. Um, what, what is your process? How, how do you decide um, uh, who's yeah. a good fit and share with me uh, without, you know, names or or whatever but a time where you had to turn someone down mm. as a guest yeah um so i don't um, i have a hard time picturing jessica being able to do this oh yeah well yeah so i have uh, before in a nice way um i just well okay so our process one is I love learning from others. So I'm just not expecting others to be on the show without me first have participating in something that they've done. So a lot of times the guests have come from me either participating in a clubhouse or me watching them on their channel delivering their good because I want to see them in action and how they show up because Mike was so spot on and such a good tip of knowing who you're bringing on because you are essentially saying, I am inviting you to my community, to my trusted build-in community that I've worked with. And now I'm inviting you as a guest. So most people think I'm you're vouching for that person. So you definitely don't want to bring in the wrong person that's not going to align with your ideals. 
we have done this in all transparency one time, one time that I was, I was uh, bamboozled. <laughs> I thought I thought I knew who this person was. It was not, and we were like cut, cut it, um, because it wasn't good. And and I had to. We joined the next show, the very next live show. We apologized, and we didn't call this person out, but we said this is why you you know it's important to know who you're inviting. So I think people knew what we were talking about. Um, but this person was just really hard on a sales pitch, and we are all about the show's magnet marketers being a magnet, not a bullhorn being able to track the right people into you naturally because you, you align with them and you were there to offer value versus just bullhorning your message out uh, one way speak, right? So our process is again, listening to others, uh, maybe on their show, knowing them, have met them, maybe heard them speak somewhere um, and really thinking they have something really of value that they could bring not only that I enjoy them, but the communities that I'm wanting to bring them yep. in front of could really get value out of it. So what we do from there is we reach out. Now I have um, uh, Julia in our lives, which love having this, which Julia is our community manager for the show, where she will then send, uh, we have a full live show flow. If, if you want, you can give it to the community um, chat if, if that's okay. But that shows the process where we send them an email invite to fill out a form where they say, here's what we're going to offer. Uh, here's what I want, you know, here's the takeaways that I want to get out of uh, my time on the show. And here's, you know, uh, all of my information. And when they fill out that form, then we'll schedule them for a time to be on the show. So we only do uh, book people that have filled out that form. Yeah. And so then we can be selective that way. But then also if somebody has applied that doesn't align, we can just say, you know, I don't feel that it's right from for our community, I don't feel like um, it would have the benefit that you want out of it too, because our community knows what we're about. So we just can say it nicely in that way that, sorry, uh, let's just be friends. I don't know, yeah. Jessica, if, you, if you'd say it this strong, but I mean, I'd say it's probably about 90% of the guests we have are people that we invite. It's, it's a rare thing that oh, someone comes to us yeah. and says, I want to be on your show. And we say, okay, you know, yeah. Yeah. No, I off, if they've ever asked to be on the show first, um, before we meet, I always have a call with them and then I want to see other examples of things. Um, but it's usually a warm invitation. Do we get people to ask a lot? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but have we ever invited somebody that's just asked and we don't have any experience with their work? No. Gotcha. Uh, what are some of your favorite tools or which tools would you suggest to somebody who is uh, getting uh, going with uh, live streaming? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think you gotta if, if you're gonna collaborate. I mean, you obviously gotta have some kind of uh, cloud-based tool. You know, I mean, that can be as uh, simple as we often use a lot is um, the Google Suite. So whether it's a um, you know, a Google Sheet with uh, kind of some speakers and things and a Google Form to capture things ahead of time and a Google Doc to get show notes together. Um, the, the key there is that uh, we can collaborate in the cloud in, in real time, you know, so we don't have to, uh, we're not emailing files back and forth and all that kind of thing. So, I mean, that's the starting point. Then obviously, um, you know, what your live streaming tool is, is important uh, to say. And, you know, I mean, there's uh, lots of pieces out there on that. So I think um, mm -hmm. that's a couple starters. I'll let Jessica jump in a few more. 
Yeah. So definitely Google, like as you mentioned, we use that for our form, for our notes document, for the calendar reminders, um, you know, for scheduling out uh, the spreadsheets. So Google Sheets, all that there. And then we use StreamYard to live stream. Um, but as I mentioned before, it's not just about what happens during the live show. It's what happens before and after and during, right? So uh, after we take clips of the show and we use wave to promote it so we promote like highlights of what has been used or said in the show to to capture some of those really cool moments and wave has been amazing with that we also send thank you videos um you know to people and, and thank you um to our guests because we want to make sure that we're very appreciative of their time so we use tools for that uh, we use StreamYard to do the live streaming as i as i mentioned uh, there to you know actually uh, go live but then also another big thing is that not everybody's watching it live so you have to be mindful of people that are watching the replay and being able to be alerted and be able to respond to that, especially if you're live streaming on multiple channels. So Agora Pulse is amazing for this. It has the one inbox to where it'll let you know who's commented where and you can make sure that you've checked all those out. So I highly recommend using a tool like that, but we've loved Agora Pulse because not only does it yeah. let us monitor the comments, but it, the videos that we've used with Wave to put in there, then to promote, we can go back and see how well it's performed. We can reuse it on other channels um, and get reporting on it. Like those are the dream tools working together, in my opinion. Um, it's worked really well for us. And it's the ones we've tried a lot of them. We've tried Be Live. We've tried, you know, all these ones before. I don't, there was a lot, right, Mike? It seemed like as soon as we got going, then something would happen. But the ones that have been consistent that we've kept for years and in our goal, in my opinion, are Wave, Agora Pulse, and StreamYard, and of course, Google. Like that's been our our secret recipe to success, I would say. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, Mike. All right, uh, Kate, if uh, you're ready in the uh, background and are scrolling through there, we're going to bring up just a couple questions for some uh, of our guests who have decided to stay despite the audio, but because our, our guests are just incredible. All right. So Kate, uh, working behind the scenes here uh, with us today, hopefully has a question or two that she's going to pull up for us or she's frantically scrolling now um, uh, and looking for those. Um, somebody says they're going to have to, whoop, oh, never mind. I think that was a oops uh, question. That's okay. We, uh, you know what? This show is going to have oopses because, uh, you know, we, we've, we've called the show live better, uh, but my motto is that we're going to learn together how to live better because I'm, I'm learning with you. Um, there's some things that I know, um, but there's, there's plenty that I don't, and I'm looking forward to, to learning as well. Um, all right. So while we are looking for questions here, I know there were some, um, earlier. Let's see. Um, well, let's just pull up one from Kate while she's looking for others. Um, she was asking uh, if you could tell them uh, more about your framework and how you created the framework that you use for your show. Yeah, uh, honestly, just 
years of learning. Yes. <laughs> like we said, we've yes. been doing this for six years. So I honestly, I started out creating the, I call it the live show flow for Julia that I decided to finally hire someone to help me with the scheduling, you know, making sure that we're, you know, emailing the guests ahead of time. I want them to know exactly who our audience is, you know, give them examples of the show, you know, make sure we have all their information accurate and give them all the most, um, all the details because there's nothing worse than not having the information ahead of time if you're a guest, right? Yeah. So I wanted to hire someone to make sure that everything was consistent, not just that, but that, like I said, the show's promoted afterward, that you're not just doing it for one time. So I wrote out everything to train her and then realized like, holy crap, this is bold actually, <laughs> um, because it literally breaks down everything that we do, not just preparing for the show, but every day, what we need to do on a daily basis, Monday through Friday, whatever, uh, to make sure that everything flows smoothly and what you need to do ahead of time to make sure that we make a good show because we actually did a spinoff show um, that Chad we're having that you're producing on because you're freaking amazing um, for for another target audience group called Every Now and Then. And that was the questions I wanted everyone to go through before developing a solid show and saying, yes, we have a good idea. So I wrote everything out um, and then said, you know what, this could be a value to others. I want to give it away in case anybody else is wanting to create a live show so they can <laughs> avoid some of the pitfalls that that we have and, and just give it away to them. Awesome. Definitely. It's evolution over time. You know, I mean, we've over the years, you, I mean, and, and I think there's a few things you need to look at because our, even our time lengths, you know, have changed. That's just the key thing mm -hmm. that's part of our, the actual show. Um, you know, and, and basically again, that comes back to your audience. What's, what's an ideal length that your audience will listen to. And that can be different, uh, you know, and, and, for, and so for us that has evolved over time and, uh, but that, and that's part of the framework is kind of analysis as well. So, so that framework is, you know, not the same that it was two years ago. Um, it looks different. And, uh, so it's, it's a continual kind of tweaking process, but it's, uh, but you know, the framework is all, all the way back from, um, how are you going to get guests? How are you going to communicate to guests? Make sure they're informed. How are you going to do the prep ahead of time? Um, how are you going to pull together that blog post afterwards? How are you going to promote that afterwards? Mm -hmm. So there's there's a lot of the, the framework is much more than that time period when we are live together with the guests. Gotcha. And somebody had asked about the 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 length of a show and i think that just varies um for for mm -hmm. everyone and it can depend on the episode you know if people are watching if things are moving things are going um if there's conversation happening if you're engaging with the the people that are watching you know the show could go as long as it's going to go um you know i, I mm -hmm. would you guys say that 30 minutes to an hour typically though is is about where you want to stay uh, yeah, we, like Mike said, great point, Mike, we were going for 45 minutes, we found like, that's sometimes too long, people are wanting to get the information and get out, right? On that type of show, the, the show goal is to inform, they want the information they want out. When people are entertained, I feel like they 
have a, a higher threshold to stay yeah. on. And so I would say we trimmed our show, Magnet Marketers, to right around 25, 30 minutes because we felt like that after reviewing, that's the length of time. But like now, for example, that every now and then people are like, it's too short. We want a longer show. So to your point, um, Chad, with the breaks and everything in between, when you break it up and you have like games or whatever else in the middle of it, you can go on longer, but you have to really just look and pay attention because if we would have kept going on an hour, maybe the good stuff wasn't until the very end. And I shouldn't say that. What I mean, like your call to action potentially isn't until the end and maybe people weren't hearing that or you don't want people to feel like this is dragging on. I want it to end. So you look at the watch time um, and can adjust accordingly. But yeah, it just depends. When the audience is telling you it's too short, <laughs> right? make it longer. If you're seeing what? the view time cuts off at a certain point, make it shorter and see what it is there. But one last question. What? And, and then there, there's some that are still in the, in the, the chat. And uh, perhaps if you guys have time and, and I'll try to do as well, we can sure. go back and answer those uh, later. Um, we're here to, you know, to help you guys as much as we can. But uh, last question for each of you. I want to hear from each of you. Mike first. What do you wish you would have known before you had gotten started doing this? Um, what do I wish I would have known before I got started? I mean, I think that um, I, I think we've covered a lot of those points. Number one is kind of what's a great time length that's going to work for our audience. Um, I think because Blab Blab was more entertainment a little bit maybe there too, and there was sometimes more of us, and so so those did run longer again. So it was it was based on that tool. Um, I think that um, it's gotten so much easier these days. What do I wish I would have known before? I mean, before I mean there was there there was tech things you had to be. I mean, usually, you know, you weren't using, I mean, this is AirPods. Did they exist? That, I mean, I don't even know really. But, so that was early on. Uh, so there wasn't easy tech. You, you had to know more IT stuff. So fortunately, that's gotten easier as well. Um, you know, like with StreamYard, some of these tools have made it, you know, very simple for us uh, from the technology standpoint. And um, I wish I would have known before what else. I think that um, I think we, I wish we would have gotten into maybe a a a framework faster. I mean, we were we were free flowing early just because we didn't know, you know. And I think that the framework that we've used has helped us, you know, up our game and deliver a better show. So I think. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm saying anything necessarily new, but I'm just emphasizing some points that we yeah. did cover today. No, I would say it's not great. necessarily the framework. It was a Julia. So we have the framework. It was the, a person to help out. So I would say you don't always have to do it all. Sometimes you can't do it all. Like I was doing it all, like scheduling, writing out the notes, booking the guest, all of it, you know, and, and on top of what I was already doing at, at work. And so some weeks the blog would get done the next day. Some weeks it would take a few weeks. So to Mike's point, like getting into that flow, like I realized like it was just too much for me to do. Um, so I needed to have someone to help me. So hiring, I would say somebody 
sooner. Definitely, definitely something I wish I would have known earlier. And also I would say not being afraid to reach out to people. I feel like just knowing that um, when you're coming from a good place, like give yourself some slack, reach out to others. Like they would be honored to be on a show. I think it, at the beginning, I was kind of like intimidated and nervous, you know, um, and, and didn't want to feel like I was like, I don't know, like asking something of someone of their time, but people genuinely, if you're coming from a good place, will want to be on the show. So I feel like um, we didn't always have guests because I was in my own head too much. So I'd say get out of your head a little bit, definitely have somebody help you out. And the power of staying consistent, like like Mike said, with the flow of that blog post going out the very next day, everything, um, that is definitely important. But that also means I wish I would have known at the beginning, to sum it all up, I wish I would have known how much time it really does take yeah. because I would have brought somebody on earlier and not put all the pressure on myself to right. do that um, because I wouldn't have, you know, to keep it consistent. Awesome. Well, guys, you guys have time so much experience we get like we yeah. can sit here and talk to you guys forever you've been doing this so long you know when you guys first launched your live show i graduated high school so um you know you've been doing this um for a while for a while um, so anyway you know, we want to thank you for being here um i hate to throw one last question in just because of time but someone asked if either of you could just elaborate just quickly and I know you can't do this quickly because Jessica, I know this is really, really, really your thing, but um, I'm going to go to Mike first and then we're mm -hmm. going to let Jessica tie it up here. But they asked if we could elaborate on your approach of being the magnet and not the bullhorn. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, Cause you know, so, so the, the bullhorn approach is that hard sales pitch. It doesn't care about relationship. That is just, hey, hey, do you want to buy? Do you want to buy today? Do you want to buy now? Do you want to buy this? Here's the deal. You know, and, and that, that's a pressurized bullhorn that just shouts. It's one way. That's what a bullhorn is, right? It's just one way where a, a magnet attracts. And, you know, if you think of when you, when you do grab something with a magnet and, and it, it tracks, it comes and it stays. So that's a, in essence, a, a relationship that is connected and staying put. So when we talk about, um, you know, a, a show, Magnet Marketers, uh, how do you do marketing that is a magnet versus a bullhorn? So it's not just about that um, one-time sale to get that uh, quota up, you know, by the end of this month. And, but it's more that how are you? Um, going to attract that, uh, re re Jessica's going to have all kinds of acronyms for this, but you know, re referral repeat <laughs> business that's going to pull into this. So, um, that's, that's a little bit of my take on that magnet versus bullhorn. All right. And then Jessica, has Jessica ever been an acronym? <laughs> No. Have you, have you ever done this? No, not that I know of. Yeah, we'll have to come up with one. I don't know. I would love to hear your guys' acronym for that. Uh, but no. Um, no, Mike said it beautifully. That was the whole concept of magnet versus a bullhorn. My whole MO, like I said, is to help people love more, give more, be more through the art of authentic relating. And I believe like that, one, we cannot serve everyone. We only can serve those who we can truly help and that we want to work with long-term, 
my goal is with relationship marketing is growing repeat referral business because I believe that uh, it's not a sales funnel. It's a flywheel when we're in business, meaning that when we work with the right people, they're our community, our team members, our clients, that when we work with the right people and we do right by them, that they're going to always stay in our brand as a flywheel to help refer more business into us. So it only helps build our momentum. But the only way to do that is to first start from the inside out as a brand to think, who are we with? What are we really here to do? Who are we here to do it for? And when you get clarity on that, you become this strong magnet to show up in a way that's there to serve others and leave them better off than when you found them. And it's going to attract only the right people to you that's going to stick with you like a magnet for the long term because you don't want to serve the wrong person. There's plenty of business out there. Um, there's plenty of work. And to attract the right people to stick with you long term is how we can show up because those people are going to stay with you. It's only going to strengthen your magnet to draw in more. And it's never, like I said, a sales funnel that where they're just going to fall out the bottom after they become a client, they're going to stick with you and continue to grow your momentum of your brand growth versus a bullhorn is just blasting your message out. It's one way speak. It's only about you as the brand uh, trying to convince or, you know, sell someone and instead of just getting people to buy from you, it's about getting them to belong with you. So I won't go into all the uh, the acronyms, uh, but it's truly to, you know, you focus on out caring or out care your competition. Um, and yeah, the that is is really, truly what it's what it's about to help you become a strong magnet uh, versus bullhorn. I figure I'd, I'd <laughs> put my coffee cup up too. I got that at the uh, 9-11 memorial. I love the phrase, love is better than hate. So as well, hey guys, thank you so much uh, for being here. Um, We've we've enjoyed it. Um, It's uh, our first show. Uh, Thanks for everyone who stayed here uh, through the glitches and through the craziness. Um, And uh, for your tips, because uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, we're gonna get together every week and we're gonna learn together how to live better. So tune in next week. Uh, Jessica and Mike, we got a good friend of yours coming in, Christine Gripman. Um, and we're going to talk about uh, personal branding and how it relates to live streaming. Guys, thank you so much for being here and being our first guest. We really, really appreciate it. Thank good you. stuff.